Happy, happy new year, everyone, and welcome to 2024. Thank you so much for tuning in to Studio Biz and all that jazz. And I wanted to kick off this year with a very special guest. Now, David Greenwood is a coaching client of mine and a studio owner of many years. Uh, I want to really share with you the success story that David is because when he first started, you know, he started quite small as, as we usually do. And he's really grown his studio to 350 students plus in a regional town. And I think it's really commendable what he's achieved. And, you know, I've been a part of that development journey over the last year and I've loved seeing his studio business and his production business as well go from strength to strength, to strength. <laughs> uh, now, I really want to celebrate uh, the public launch of my membership program, Studio Biz Success. And to do that, uh, before we kick into this interview today, I just wanted to let you know that I'm hosting a free three-day coaching uh, experience. It's called Studio Accelerator. So if you want to jump into that, the link is in the show notes, head to joeweek.com. Now, David Greenwood is an accomplished theatre professional with a passion for performing and producing engaging theatre experiences. Over the past 15 years, he has staged more than 100 productions in the Geelong region, serving as a director, producer, costume director, a costume designer, a technical staff member, and a studio owner. And, you know, like we all do, we wear all the hats, and David knows all about that. He's also served as a committee member of the Musical Theatre Guild of Victoria for five years, uh, which, you know, shows his commitment to the theatre commun community for sure. He's a skilled actor and singer with a strong performance background, having worked with numerous organisations, including Opera Australia, Qantas ads, uh, Geelong Lyric Theatre, Footlight Productions and Blink Dance and Theatre. Now, his passion for the performing arts is totally evident in his work. I actually went uh, down to Geelong for a VIP intensive coaching session for a couple of days where I worked with him and a couple of his studio you know, admin and, and teammates uh, as we really fine-tuned some of the elements of his business as he moves into 2024, bigger and better, <laughs> which is really exciting. So he is so committed. It really is such a wonderful thing to, to watch. Now, David oversees his weekly educational programs for ages 4 to 18 within his studio centre stage, which has over 350 students and an additional 100 students receiving private singing and dance classes. So those 350, that's his group programming. And then in addition, he's got 100 private students, which is pretty phenomenal. David has also owned and managed Centre Stage for almost 15 years. So he's been a studio owner for quite some time. And he also volunteers his time to produce high-quality theatre experiences. Now, I really want to mention the reason why I got David on. Obviously, you know, he's my client. I think he's amazing. And I think you guys can learn a lot from him. But moreover, he actually has showcased how his business has grown through standing out. There is so many unique elements about David's business. 
and you're going to get to learn about that. He's very much about community. He's about, uh, you know, uplifting the youth in his area. He provides everything, which we're going to talk about in this, in this interview, but he provides everything from, you know, emotional support. Um, you know, he has support people on site for children who may suffer from mental health or issues at home. He's a very caring community person. And these sorts of elements and offers within his studio are not seen anywhere within his region. <laughs> I mean, I've never heard of such a thing. Um, it's brilliant. It's, it's absolutely brilliant what he brings to his community and it shows. And that is why um, so many people go and, and, you know, are a part of Centre Stage. So let's jump into this interview. Like I said, you're going to learn a lot from David. And yeah, uh, I think it's going to be very valuable. So absolutely stay tuned after the intro. Hello and welcome to Studio Biz and All That Jazz. I'm your performing arts business coach and host, Josephine Langcuba. This show is designed to bring you inspiration, information and the instruments you need to create and grow the studio biz of your dreams. I will bring you a mix of solo episodes as well as interviews where I tap into the minds of industry experts. My career started as a performer over two decades ago. I later became a speaker, theatrical producer and talent manager as well as having a successful teaching career in singing, drama and dance. Ten years into my professional journey, I became a mummer of two and with a baby on my hip, opened up my very own performing arts studio. From hardship and humble beginnings to four studio locations and a multi-six-figure performing arts biz, I know how to attract students and keep them coming back for more. And in the show, I will share with you my experiences to help you thrive and fast-track your path to success. I know you have a spark inside of you with dreams and goals for the future. As your coach and mentor, I'm here to help you step into your limelight and be a cheerleader in your ear each and every week. So get ready to be entertained and inspired as we talk studio biz and all that jazz. Hello, we have wonderful David here on the call today from Centre Stage. And I'm so excited to have you here because uh, this has been a long time coming, I think. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for having me. Um, we've been talking about this for almost 12 months, I reckon. <laughs> exactly. So I'm so glad to have you here. Um, now, for everyone at home that doesn't know who you are, I'd love you to introduce yourself and let everyone know what you do in the world and, and a little bit about you. Yes, yeah, so my name is David Greenwood. Uh, I own Centre Stage, which is a theatre and education provider based in sunny old Geelong down in the south part of Victoria. Um, and we've been operating for about 14 years, but only recently made the decision to make it my full-time job. So I have always been juggling a full-time job and managing our own sort of entertainment slash education business. Yeah, that's so exciting as well that you were able to step outside of that full-time role. Tell us a little bit about that. Like, what did you do full-time just so that people can like learn a little bit more about you? Yeah, so I was an advisor for federal and state government. My background is marketing, um, so I'm big on branding without without sort of organisation. But a lot of um, advising in terms of arts and culture and uh, marketing strategy for things like the Olympic Games, the Com Games, um, and, and large scale events. So sort of they sort of naturally supported each other, and sort of but all the whole time, Centre Stage is my passion project. 
Yeah, and now Centre Stage has taken the Centre Stage. <laughs> yes, yeah, it was, it was a big, big step. And I've been toying with the idea for just prior to COVID and I nearly took the step right before and then obviously COVID hit. So that sort of always puts doubt in your mind when you come out of it going, oh, what's going to happen? But um, finally got myself in a good position going, you know what, let's give this a crack for six months and see what happens. And then worst case scenario is we can always do something on the side again. But for six months, we're going to give it a red hot crack. And you are giving it a red hot crack. I mean, you've built this studio that you have now to 350 students, which is phenomenal. You've got, um, you know, you're, you're, you've created that in-house talent management service as well. And, you know, this is this is just fab because just for everyone listening, David is actually, you know, one of my coaching clients and we've had a lot of work done over the last few months. And I think it's really great to see the development of the business. I mean, you already had a fab business, but just to see it, change and evolve over the last few months has been has been really exciting um but tell me about how you actually got started yourself as an artist and like where did it all begin yeah so i was involved in community theater down in geelong and geelong is a very competitive um, theater environment um, between dance schools and and theater companies about 17 in the space of about you know five or six kilometer radius so it is quite heavily saturated and we're very lucky being a regional town with that much theater and arts there's obviously only so many students in there but I had a couple of experiences with local companies and I was like, oh, I probably would like to do this. I'd probably like to do that. And I've said that so much often. Someone said, well, why don't you? And I thought, you know, why not? I was relatively young. I was still at university. And I thought, let's just give this a bit of a shot. And I made mistakes along the way. Don't get me wrong. Um, but naturally, originally, I went into theatre events first. So we stage um, musical theatre, um, theatres around Geelong. And that was our introduction to theatre. And for the last, well, for the first seven or eight years of our company, that's all we did. We didn't do any education, we didn't do any agency. And that sort of, all those things came as a natural progression uh, to where we are now. So you started more as a production focused group and then you moved it into the education side. Uh, how many years ago did you start the education stream yeah. and the studio stream? So the education program is six years old, um, just hit six years old this week. So it's very exciting for us. Uh, and that was because we would do often shows like Oliver or Chitty Chitty Bang Bang that involves 30 or 40 or 50 kids on stage at any time. And a lot of parents were like, it's great, we're doing 10 weeks or 12 weeks of shows, but what happens to the rest of the 40 weeks of the year? And we're like, actually, that's not a good, that's, you know, it's a bit of a, why not are we doing it? So I had a, a lady called Michelle who was an actor in one of our performances and she was a school teacher. And I was chatting with the idea and she goes, well, why not? So the first year, which was six years ago, we said, let's just, let's just have one class of 30. Let's just, let's just see what happens. And we put out auditions and we had 60 kids the first year and we rejected about 35. And we just physically at that stage, you know, enough brain space, enough staffing, enough, you know, facilities to manage more than 60 kids in our first year. The second year, we went up to 120. So we doubled our numbers um, and we had to still say no to people and we just couldn't grow quick enough. Um, and each year we've, Progressively had about 100 new students coming in um, or thereabouts. Um, plus, obviously, we have the, the 7 or 8% that drop out each year just from graduating or whatnot. Yeah. But the, the benefit is that then they go into our mainstream theatre company, which is where they stage the show. So we sort of get it for their whole lifespan now from ages 4 to 104. Um, so we feel like we're trying to not cover the whole market, but at least support Geelong for most people's whole generation. And it's so great because, you know, obviously you're still producing those shows for young people, but you're also now developing them in that singing, dancing and acting area. And that's so fantastic because it means that 
not only does it increase the quality of the shows because you're able to nurture and develop the talent, but it's great for the kids, you know. I just think it's it's a community thing that they get to be a part of all year round. And I've actually witnessed that myself because yes, I, yes. <laughs> I came down to Geelong. We did our VIP intensive days there, which was totally amazing, and I got to see one of your shows. And I could just feel the community vibe, and I loved that so much. I mean, you had someone, you know, selling charity stuff in the front and, like, you know, you've got the bar going and people chatting and it was a really good environment and I loved that so much. Um, it's really interesting that you talk about, this is what I love about you, David, that you know <laughs> your numbers. Yes. So you were able to say we have an attrition rate of 7 to 8% per year based on these reasons. A lot of studio owners do not know mm. this stuff and... You know, they'll know it like, oh, we usually lose about 10 kids, right? They might know, but they don't actually know it from a percentage perspective. I actually think this is really important. Why, uh, why are you so in tune with that? Like how did you become so in tune with the numbers and put an importance on that? I know that's something that you're, you're very capable of doing. Tell me about that. Yeah, so prior to when we were sort of relatively small, it was the five or 10 kids we drop out at the end of the year or throughout the year for whatever reason. And when we started getting to around the 250 mark, we're like, this is a different shift in business here that we have to start thinking differently. So when we got to 250, which was always our goal, and um, we made a big deal of it at the time, everyone got staff bonuses and everyone was very happy and the teachers were all loving themselves. Um, but it was a good chance to go, you know what, we're resetting here and we're putting a new way of thought. So we went to percentages around that 250 mark. And it's because I know, you know, my, my background in business and marketing and data is you get to a certain point where you're either not profitable or the amount of students versus teacher ratio doesn't quite work. So we thought, are we losing that quality feeling of being family and, and that, that, that Geelong theatre essence? Are we, are we losing that if we get too big? And so we've always been about, okay, as we get bigger, what is that percentage being the same as when we were prior to 250 or is it still the same? So as we grow, we're very keen to make sure that that number doesn't definitely increase um, and, and that the only time we're losing students is because they're aging out of the education program. But look, you're going to lose students. And this Children. is the thing, like, especially when you're in such a competitive market and you are in Geelong, it's a very competitive market, which I've recently come to discover. And you mentioned, you know, there's 17 other, was it theatre groups, but then there's also just studios, right? Yeah. Because then that's your competitor too. Not just that, I think studio owners need to recognise as well that our competitors are soccer, netball. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's and, all of it, you know. And even your sibling soccer game because it doesn't fit in with the, the class schedules. Is, is So we we often um, we find that Saturdays are our best days. We used to have weeknight classes and we struggled with, you know, with the football matches and the soccer and after-school productions because most kids do their school shows as well. And so we found Saturdays fit in best, but it obviously puts a lot of pressure on us as a company to run, I think, 12 or 13 classes simultaneously at different venues on the same day at the same time, managing mm. 30 to 40 teachers at once. But we found a great knack to it and now we're able to explore back onto those weekday activities um, and see what we do in the middle of the week to try and grow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you will find that there will be people engaged during the week. Um, but, you know, yeah. it's okay to have your best day, but that doesn't mean that there can't be other days, you know? Yeah, and at the moment in weeknights we do private lessons at the moment because we can staff that because most of our teachers are VIP registered, which is like your, just your teacher certification. Um, and because they teach all day nine till five, they often don't want to teach from five till 10 o'clock at night again. So we do a lot of private lessons. So we have industry professionals that come down on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, and they teach and they do half hour vocal lessons or half hour um, 
filming to camera lessons and they all booked by private appointment and that's how we try and fill the weeknights at the moment. Mm, let's um let's talk about that. So being regional town type of studio staffing, staffing yes. you've mentioned to me before can be a real issue. How yeah. do you how do you combat that challenge? Like how do you move through that? Yeah, it, it's very interesting because because we are so competitive down here. There's you know what we've started trying to introduce and we have done for the last couple of years is um, you know really going on conflict of interest. So if someone has a role within our organisation, whether they're a dance teacher or a singing teacher, we have certain areas that they like you know what they're unique to centre stage because we want our students to be able to get a unique experience rather than finding that all sixteen of the other competitors or whatnot can offer the same teacher because that's what creators do. They they jump around from business to business to get the hours. So a lot of our staffing actually comes from outside of Geelong. Um, we do have about 30% of our staff live locally, but the remainder are all coming from Melbourne. So that's, you know, 45 k's away and all travel down. So that obviously impacts our rates that we pay our staff um, because they're trying to, you know, have to sort of be advantageous for them to drive down, you know, put petrol in the car. But for us, we found that most of our teachers, uh, because we're offering them more and more opportunities, about five or six years in that we haven't had a teacher leave for a very long time. Um, when you have 30 teachers, we've been very happy with that because we try and treat them well and obviously pay them well. Um, but our retention all comes outside of Geelong and all our staffing comes outside of Geelong mostly. We have Bendigo, Ballarat, Wyndham and Colac and Werribee. So they're all 30, 40 k's away at least where our staff mm. come from. And we did talk about having a more intensive student-teacher program um, but yeah. that's obviously a long-term goal. But yes, I, I think, do think that's something. Yeah, actually, oh, I actually just bought the badges and they've just arrived. They're like they're literally on my desk here and we've um, just implemented what we call them student leaders. Yeah, um, beautiful. We're picking two students out of our senior older classes that will become on in their final year as um, like a mentor or a student leader or a class captain with the idea of being they'll come and start teaching for us in our junior levels the following year or coming on casually because they've been with us for a few years. They know what we do. Yes. Um, and they're taking on that role. Yeah, uh, so that, that's a long-term plan that we discussed in the yeah. coaching sessions, but I do think that's fabulous that you've implemented that, so well done. I do think that, you know, it, it's it's so important to really nurture, especially because you've got senior students. I think it's different for a studio that's, you know, a preschool studio. Well, we get that. That's not going to work. But if you've got that senior student base that loves you and is going to be looking for employment, you know, it just Absolutely. makes sense to train them up. Um, and we talked about, you know, because, you know, you do have your standards, which are very high. Yes, yes. We love um, that, you know. But obviously just looking outside of that and saying, you know, who, who has potential and who can we really work with to develop? Because at the end of the day, it's more sustainable if you can have those local teachers, you know. And just for even staff sickness because, you know, a staff member from Melbourne has to take an hour to drive there. So just... If they call in sick on the morning, it's hard to get a replacement in the morning. So that's where those thirty percent of these teacher student mentors are going to definitely come in handy. Um, and I think I think when we actually went out for coffee on the first day of our VIP intensive, um, two of the the baristas there actually said, "Oh, how do we apply for a job with our ex students?" So it was nice that that ex students are already already over it before we are any as well. Yeah, absolutely. Now talk to me about we we've said okay, you're in this competitive zone, how and you've got this marketing background. What do you think? gives you an edge where can studio owners from your experience because you've built this 350 you know student studio which is quite phenomenal in a very competitive space 
how do you think you can, you stand out from the rest? What are you doing in, in your marketing or how what is your approach to standing out? There's, there's probably two key areas. And I understand the first one's probably not always possible for a studio owner, but it's always about being present in the moment. Um, I'm big on making sure that I don't teach any of the classes. Um, it's not my skill set. But I make sure that my I, I pop in either with a coffee for a teacher or go, hey, guys, you know, and everyone goes, oh, hey, David. Um, but it's about making sure that I know all the students' names and all the parents' names. So I actually have every single parent's name saved in my mobile phone. It also helps if you're getting phone calls on the weekend. Um, but it's about knowing every single student is for me. And I think that's the difference that quite often these people go to a dance class and 12 months later, like, oh, little Bobby did great. And like, who's Bobby? You know, and it's about, and the second one is we try and give a lot back. And this is probably one of our, to our detriments sometimes, um, but we're very generous with scholarships and, and donating to, so if our kid has a shaver thorn or, you know, cancer cancel, we're always donating to every single event because that's who we are. If we can't give back to our local community, you know, that's one of the reasons why here, where we're situated, we're in the north of Geelong, we're the only uh, theatre company that's that's out this way. Um, and this is like the, the red ferns or the really um, low socioeconomic areas, you know, the Centrelink. Um, Norlane is actually the highest um, rate of unemployment in the whole of Australia. Um, and we're based in that, and that's where we are, that's, we're dead in the centre of it. And so that's why we're understanding of who our customer is and who's around us and know that not everyone can always afford either a full price, a half price, um, or can we time another organisation to actually pay their fees? So we know who our people are and that's knowing by knowing the kids' names, the parents and their stories. And that's what our big goal is as a studio owner. Um, and my team have to know all their, all their students is about knowing every single kid and know what, what they get most out of them. I have to say that's commendable because I certainly would not save 350 numbers into my yeah. phone. <laughs> no, we no. must talk about boundaries, David, but yes. that will be another conversation, I yes. think. Yes. Um, so, but you so are a I... generous human and I know this. So, yes, but that community focus and that um, energy, energy you have for that community mindset has really put you above the rest. But also it, it does bring you into, just because you're in a low socioeconomic area, doesn't mean that you're not a profitable or studio. Mm-hmm. And I want people to know that because I think it's really, and, and you know, you bring home your salary and you're paying yourself and your team and you're able to do that all through your business. So that can be a challenge in itself because sometimes studio owners use the low socioeconomic and the tough times and the economy mm-hmm. and inflation not like uh, it is real, but it can be a little bit of an excuse that people use. How do you move through that, like in relation to you know your value, your worth, and and yeah, while and, still understanding your customer? And I, I'm no professional on it. This is what I realised with our last intensive training day a couple of you know two or three weeks ago. Um, but I understood the difference between value and what the physical cost is, and they're two very different things. That's right. um, so whilst it might cost a student hundred dollars, what's the value to them is very different, and so. What we're trying to do is offer more value than the cost, but not the cost to us. So that's that's the jig. So my time might be worth more than one of my assistants' time, but how do we put that into the greater perspective? Yeah, it's all a value proposition, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And like I said, I mean, and I've said this on the show before, um, you know, people bought tickets to Taylor Swift and yep. not everyone could afford them, believe me. Like Absolutely. I think people that were like buying tickets on Afterpay and whatever, like, I think people put value in what they put value in. If people want something, they will find the money. And people value their children's happiness. Absolutely. 
So obviously you got to be price considerate for your market. That's understandable. But you also can charge for it. And I think that that's, this is a testament that you have these students in an area where, you know, unemployment is high, yet people are coming to pay for your service. Mm -hmm. And that is pretty phenomenal. Studio owners, stop. Stop right there and do not fast forward this very quick promo or else you will miss out on an amazing update that could absolutely transform your studio business. This January, I am hosting my January Studio Biz Kickstarter event. This is three days of free coaching for studio owners. Do not miss out and register now. You will learn how you can gain enough traction in your business to really create the dream business that you desire and deserve. If you're feeling uninspired or need new ways to engage your students and grow your studio biz, then this event is absolutely for you. In the three days live coaching, we are going to strategize in different ways on how you can grow your studio through energized support go from revenue focused to profit focused and really create a dream studio biz, the one that you desire and deserve. Head to joeweek.com and register now. Link is in the show notes. See you there. Let's talk a little bit to the agency side. Now, I know that, uh, well, I know, but not everyone listening though. So I have a course called Talent Manager Bootcamp. You were a part of that as well. And and you completed that. You were like, I want to represent my students on screen and on stage and be a musical theatre agent and all of that jazz. How's it going? So when, tell everyone when you started and how that's tracking for you. Yeah, so officially we started um, last January or thereabouts, so nearly 12 months. Um, that was in terms of paperwork. We had, um, it was a big battle for us to get the naming rights and the trademarks and and that's something we've overcome and, we've, and we're really happy about um, where we are um, and to get the certifications to make sure that we could get on casting platforms. Um, I think it took me close to three and a half months and Josephine was, you're very kindly trying to help me give me advice on who to speak to, um, but, you know, meeting up with people in LA when I was there on holiday to try and make sure we could get the certifications and bits and pieces was just crazy, not heard of before. But um, we have around about 60 uh, represented um, students at the moment. And that's actually going to increase. We've got a, 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 our next open casting date. So we've gone from um, one intake date a year to monthly intakes just to help get those numbers up to where we want them to be. We, we found out we're a bit too exclusive. So we're pulling back a little bit. They still have to audition and, and whatnot for us, but we're allowing monthly intake. Um, and that's in January. And the, and the sign's looking very promising. So we're hoping between another um, 40 and 50 students. So we're almost doubling our, our intake within a, within a month. Um, mm. But it has been a bit of a battle, I'm not going to lie. It's been a new player in that you have to sort of keep your head up. Um, but um, I guess at the end of the day, I realised our job is to get the students' auditions. We can't always guarantee them the work. And that's the hard yeah. thing to explain. Um, to, yeah. I think a lot of our families are very um, supportive because they they're all getting auditions. About 90% of our students are actually getting auditions. It's just um, they're not landing the, the final job, some of them. And, that, and that's where, you know, some are, but the bulk of them are just, just missing out on that last step. Yeah, and it takes time. And I think that's why um, when we talk about having an in-house talent management service, I think it's beyond the booking. It's about creating opportunities, having those, it's another revenue stream in your studio, but it's also providing them with the chance, isn't it? Because 
you're you know you got to be in it to win it right <laughs> and that's where that value comes back that they couldn't do it without our without our support so yeah absolutely and it's so great to see over 90 percent of the people that you're representing now are auditioning and that will increase and eventually people will book and the, it, the traction comes over time and you don't have to fly to la everyone to get things no, just but david's this ott okay yeah. i just want we, if you knew okay. <laughs> he will do whatever it takes thereby coincidence and it just happened to fall in the right spot yeah no and that's so fantastic and and sometimes you do do whatever it takes and i love that you know like um going the extra mile again for your community and for what you want to achieve is it's pretty fantastic okay so talk to me about um in relation to those competitors in your space and you know you've got agency competitors you've got you've got studio competitors musical production group competitors what do you find most challenging about that how do you view competition or do you embrace it like how do you how do you see that in your space we we do embrace it we do know we have a, a fairly large difference between our company and other companies um and that's on the basis that we have a lot of mental health um, services attached to our company so during covid we realized or a little bit before that um, the importance of actors off stage. So whether it's um, you know COVID related or mental health or whatever, whatever. The, but we actually have a nurse on site now that comes and speaks to all our, and they can actually book in it um, and get referrals to psychologists. What? So that's a big difference that we offer that no one else in Geelong does, yeah. uh, because we know that if our actors aren't mentally and physically well, they're not on stage. And so we offer that to students, to our actors, to our staff. Um, and so it's sort of like our EAP program. But if even the parents and family members can access it. Um, by booking, by booking at the time of their nurse, and it means. Is that anyway. a free service for your free people? service? Yep, our nurse is volunteers for the service. She does it all free out of our own um, support, uh, and it's more to make sure that if we lose those kids, so if we, if we have, I think there was one time we had one show where we did um, and we did Priscilla, and it's a very um LGBTIQ. It's a lot of mental health. There's um you know some some themes in there that are probably a bit uh, racy, and every night before rehearsal, she'd have a booking of eight to ten people you know 10 minute appointments each and just getting referrals or support but we could have lost eight to ten cast members on stage that would have then effectively shut down the show or it would have you know the, the or the tickets that they've sold all those bits and pieces so we find it's just a retention a retention thing where we differ from other companies a bit as well is um like i said we we like to know our people and we have to be understanding that sometimes you know these actors are not always paid for their for their work because they're doing a community production so we have to understand they have other lives as well. So we're a bit more flexible in terms of if they have to miss a rehearsal um, or if they're in multiple shows at once or if they get an agency or a pro gig, that that comes priority over their non-paid work as well. So we're a bit more understanding than the other companies. Yeah, I love that you have support. So again, this comes back to knowing your customer. Mm -hmm. You know your customer, you know who you serve, and they are, like you said, you know, we've got some issues around employment and mental health in the, in the region. Okay. That's fine. You know this. So why don't we do something about it and provide a mental health service for our students yep. and our family and our community? That is amazing. And that is a value, so valuable that, I mean, I can't imagine anyone else in your area doing that. Or correct me if I'm wrong. There's no one. Yeah, that's right. And so, you know, it's things like this that I believe make you successful because they know that when they send their child there, regardless if they have anxiety issues, mental health issues, you know, whatever, that they are going to be cared for, mm -hmm. that there's support. 
I mean, I saw there on site you had um, some sort of a room outside which was yeah. like a hangout lounge for the team yep. and stuff, which was but, really cool. So we had That's our, our Karinga room, which in um, Wollarong language is our local uh, First Nations, is the Dreaming Room. Um, and that was actually fully funded through a grant program by our federal government, uh, state, by a federal member. Um, so actually mental health didn't cost us anything to actually implement. It was just our time physically in terms of coordinating the grant and the building works. But this program, you know, has won multiple awards with ANZ Bank and our local ex um, business excellence awards. Um, we've also got a federal award announcement coming up very soon that we can't announce yet, but it's getting national recognition for what we're offering to our to our, um, you know, our, our actors. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, even someone like yourself with all of this knowledge and experience in marketing and this performance background and, you know, having this successful studio that you've built over the years, even someone like yourself has come to me and said, hey, Joe, I need support and help. Yeah. And this is interesting because this is the thing, guys, everyone listening, um, everybody needs a mentor at some time in their life. I get mentorship, you know, um, I, I mentor others, I get mentorship. There's always someone that can teach you something and I love to learn, right? I love to learn. Um, what are the benefits of coaching, like receiving help from a mentor, someone like myself? Yeah. What do you think the benefits are? I think, I think for me, uh, you know, when high achievers and, and people that are quite straight down the line is what I want, we often don't always connect with every single person in the world. We're good at very baking it. Um, but when I did your boot camp, um, I realized, oh, Josephine's not only talking the talk, but she's actually walking the walk. And we've had a lot of coaches and mentors through through our lives that come in and they just don't get the arts. It's just someone that that's just have no idea what's going on. Where I was like, okay, well, Josephine knows what she's talking about. So I thought, and I actually liked you as a person, you know, yeah. you, passed, you passed the pub test. Um, and so, for me, that was, you know, the first decision going, we well, you know what, we need help. You know, we've always been at this level. We've always been pushing for that that next step up. You know, we've gone from a small business from sole operator to, you know, having 250 students, 300 students. And now we have about 150 staff and contractors, which is just crazy to think about. But I was like, well, what's the next level? And I don't have that skill set um, or the, the thinking to quite just get over that barrier. I know once it's there, we're, we're, we're fine. But it's going, okay, well, how do we clean up what we've got and move on? And I felt like you've gone through a very similar process with, with what your your background is. Um, same sort of, you know, a bit more student numbers than us. You did professional performing opportunities. And I was like, okay, well, Josephine's actually done the work that we're trying to do. So this is an ideal coach for us. Yeah, and I think as well, just getting the clarity and the confidence. So <laughs> my word for 2023 was clarity. And I continually go back to it. When I pick a word for the year, I'm serious about the word. Like it's on my desktop, it's on a post on the wall, like continually remind clarity, you know. Um, and I feel like coaching does that. Like I feel like in our sessions of recent, uh, you've gained clarity, but you've also gained confidence because even though you know your customer, there's a, I feel like you got a little bit too generous Absolutely. at the time. And there was it was time to say you know what i can actually ask for a little bit more from the people i serve yeah. and and yeah. that can come in price that can be in you know maybe reducing some of the inclusions and mm -hmm. it doesn't mean the quality is reduced because there's so much there but you know there is a reality when it comes to business and that is that you know we are here to make money at the end absolutely of the absolutely <laughs> we've got to pay away we've got to pay the mortgage 
That's it. That's right. So I love that that you you, you gained that. Um, what a tra- you mentioned that my you know I passed the pub test. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me what attracted you to my coaching style, which yes. Yeah, so- Originally, it wasn't, I didn't come across it. So it was actually, um, I used to have, my, my father is a bit of a business mentor in my life, as everyone's parents do. And he actually saw your Facebook ad pop up and tagged me in it. He goes, oh, this person sounds a bit legit. <laughs> you know, um, And so I, that's when I did the talent boot camp. But for, for me, the, the way that you explain things is, if you can see I don't get it in the, my, in the way I, you know, my face and how it presents, you explain it a different way. And you realise that I love percentages and love numbers. And when you drew it out, that was just like, you know, the absolute light bulb moment for me because, you know, when you find out you're only making a dollar eighty a student per week, it's just like, well, what is this? This is just crazy, all this work and hours and you're not even... You yeah, know. there was a couple of programs where you realised, oh, this isn't, this isn't what I thought, yeah. 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 yeah, and that's good to map that out for sure. So your dad found me, great, awesome. Yes, yep, thanks, Dad. <laughs> A 75-year-old on Facebook, that's exactly what we need in the world. Perfect. What would you say to studio owners who are looking to grow their studio and needing support? What advice would you give them? Uh, the first one is obviously connect to someone that knows what they're doing. So, Josephine, you were my, my connection. I think what you provided me in terms of knowledge and advice and training, uh, that would be the first step, is always going to something with the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, you were able to provide that to exactly what I needed. And the VIP intensive days that you came down to Geelong was able to go, you know what, this is exactly what as a business and actually look through everything is what I need. I've got a bit of a taster in the boot camp, which launched our agency. I made great success with that. And I go, okay, well, how do we take that further? The next step is um, don't take risks, you know, if you don't know what the, you know, there's, not, there's no calculation there. Like just don't put money into things that are, you know, are losing money essentially. If I kept going the way I was going with the education program, you know, it would have been maybe all right for 12 months, 24 months, but then we would have been in the exact same boat where we are now and there would be no growth and, you know, struggling to pay, you know, if you're struggling to pay wages in here because you've got debtors and you've got people aren't paying their fees, um, is actually do the calculations, make sure it's right before you go in. So one of the big things we've come out is, you know, if a student's value to save for the sake of it's a thousand bucks per year and it costs, and you, you know, you put only putting a hundred bucks into advertising a year, well, that's 10% of that student's fee. You could, dropping a thousand bucks and if you only get one student, you're still breaking even, you know, and for me, that's where, you know, what maybe we need to adjust not only what we're spending in terms of marketing and, and recruitment and the way we recruit our students, um, but we did some changes in that whatnot and we used to be in that mindset and, you know, we picked up 87 students in a month um, for our next year's recruitment and we've just started our second recruitment part, which are all virtual additions to join our program, um, which we're going January, so we expect another so we should have 160 new kids this year just with that mentality change from what I learned in your program. Yeah, and I love that so much. And also, look, here's the thing. You say, oh, don't take risks. But what you really mean, I think, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, is you want to take calculated strategic absolutely. risks. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not just throw caution to the wind and go throw money at the problem. You know, sometimes as studio owners, as business owners in general, we throw money at absolutely. the problem. Oh, look, that's too hard. I can't look at that. Oh, they want more money. Fine. Oh, last minute decisions, throw money at it. That can come yeah. down to marketing, you know, printing costs, everything from costumes. costumes. Buying them online versus having someone make them is totally two different prices. Yeah, and it's all of this stuff. And sometimes it's like, oh, too hard basket, throw, throw money at it, throw money at it without even looking at the bottom line. Mm-hmm. That is when the Absolutely. business starts to tumble slowly, slowly, yes. slowly. You know, exactly. I've and seen I, it too often. 
Mm-hmm. And there's only so much, you know, we talked about generous, but there's so many donations I can make until it impacts the business. Yeah, and- so setting a budget to community, um, you know, yeah. the fact that you contribute to community and, and those sorts of donations, there's no problem with that. But what percentage of your business are you willing to contribute? So if you say, right, let's say 3% of our business is towards charitable donations, then you go, right, well, that's that amount and that's it. How am I going to spend that money? You know, and it's just those little tweaks that I think people don't consider. Um, Not to turn this into a coaching session, David, but... (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking down notes. (laughs) But, yeah, I think even just... Actually, funnily enough, I've got a mentor myself, as I mentioned, um, and she has a percentage for forgiving. And yeah. she says, right, you know, it might be 5 or 10%, but she's in a different bracket. You know, she's a multi-millionaire type person, but she's in a different bracket. But she says, okay, so I'm going to give 10% of everything I earn to charity. I'm going to have 20% of everything I earn go to my wages. I'm going to put... of everything I earn into profit. I'm going to put this into that, expenses of the business, marketing, travel. And so she's basically done a pie chart and said it's a percentage percentage allocation pie chart of different categories that she wants to live by but also serve her business with. And that's how she does it, like X percent, 30% on wages, blah, blah, blah. And so that actually is great because I think when we think of it from a percentage outlook, it, it is powerful. Oh, what can happen too? Scary. It's it is scary because sometimes you might go, I'm so, oh, okay, so I put ten thousand dollars worth of something towards something, and you go, but I only earned a hundred thousand dollars. I'm making this up, by the way. Let's say you earn a hundred thousand dollars, you put ten thousand dollars in charity, and you go, shivers, that was ten percent. Can I actually afford ten percent? And these are the questions you need to ask yourself as you go through this process. But, yeah, I do love that. And I think, you know, again, you you knew 87 people joined. And I love that you know that. So many yeah. people don't know how many people they even have in their studio business. But just knowing those numbers and looking from it from a percentage outlook is really fantastic as well. Um, tell me, because uh, we, we're coming towards the end of this, this yeah. chat, which I've very much enjoyed, um, who or what inspires you? So in, in real life, um my my grandfather passed away when I was in my teenager. It was in um, the you know the the choir that really sings for the kings. Got a hundred kids there, so he was very hands on when I first started centre stage, and that's a big part of where I am um, is because of him. And my my family was not theatre related at all. You know, footy, fishing, sports. That was that was my family. So he was the only one who sort of had that connection to the art. So that's where the passion came from. But in in terms of you know. Business. I look at the likes of you know Eddie Perfect and what he's doing for Australia. Um, I'm very lucky. I got to meet him um, a couple of weeks ago in New York and spend some time chatting with him. Um, but someone like that that's pushing hard, not just for himself but also for the benefit of his community. And his community is a bit bigger than within you know Australia. But um, he was someone that I gained a lot of information from in terms of how he picks himself out of bed every morning and you know whether his competitors or you know, whether the Americans that don't always necessarily like Australians and what they bring over, how he gets up and faces those comments every day. And I think for me that was really inspiring um, to know that it's, it's not, even though he's super famous, it's not, you know, isolated to, to one level of, of business. You know, he's facing the same battles that we sort of face every day um, with our competitors or even Teach just Teach me out. about that, getting yourself out of bed every morning. Sometimes we yeah. have those days. What what do you do to help yourself? Yeah, so... Days um, that are low. Yeah, so other than my cats, I love cats. <laughs> uh, 
But you have to realise, you know, and the big thing we do is on my side of all here, I put up all the cards of all our students every year to actually go, you know what, this is why they do it. Uh, seeing their smiles in the day. You have some, you know, when we had COVID, we're cancelling shows and cancelling classes and Victoria, the state of lockdown, you know, we, we're very lucky to keep going through all that. But, you know, that's another big thing is that I don't get gifts and I say to kids, I don't want any gifts, I just want cards. Just write me a nice message. And so every day in my office, I have all my cards pinned open and it says, you know, thank you for an amazing year or thank you uh, for driving me to my audition this week because sometimes I drive kids to auditions, being too generous again. But, um, you know, but it's nice reading those and go, well, that's why we do it. Um, yes, we're here and we're, we're, you know, financially we're here for reasons, but what gets you down when you have those awful days and you need to be in the office at 7 a.m. because you've got a kid audition at 8 a.m. on Zoom and you want to make sure you're there just in case. Um, that's what gets you out is, is all those little cards and, and, and bits and pieces that sort of, you know, and there's smiles when you see them on stage. Yeah, I love that so much. What does success mean to you? Um, my success means that I can spend time with family at mm. the end of the day. You know, a, a big thing is over the last sort of 10 years, I haven't had a day off work. Um, and but we changed that, didn't we? Yes, my third week in of taking Mondays off because I work Yay. weekends. So I've had three Mondays off, yes. So, um, and my staff have all been, yep, they were taking Mondays off and that's just what it is now. Um, so for me, my family means everything to me and that's our number one rule here is that family always comes first, but I never put my family first. Um, yeah, so. and that's the thing, isn't it? I like that you've said that. And, you know, this is something I've got my membership program, Studio Biz Success, and, you know, we talk about the business side of studio ownership, but also the life side, you know, boundaries, taking time off. I love that you're in week three of taking a day off work. I hope yeah. you get to at least two. But the point is that you're making steps. <laughs> and I think that is really important because the, the whole thing you just said, success is defined to you by spending time with your loved ones, right? Yeah. I think if we can have us run the business and not the business run us, yeah, that is the key, you yeah. know? And being financially able to, you know, which was, I never thought was possible working for myself now, officially. Um, but knowing I've got that ability that I go, you know what? And I, and I have to I have to respect my staff that need time off as well because whatever reason that, you know, it's just sort of I've always done that in the past but then sort of looked at in my own backyard. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like I do like my annual planning day, um, which link is in the show notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> link is in the show notes, everyone. Um, annual planning day for studio owners. And one of the things we talk about first when planning out your, your year is where are you going to take your holidays? That is the first step. Block yeah. your holidays out first before you project manage the hell out of the year and go, January this, February that. We're, you know, we're going to do every Wednesday, we're going to do this, every whatever. And then by the end of the year, you've got this mapped out plan, which is great. We've implemented a new program there. We've got shows here, competition dates there. And oh, whoa, wait a minute. I've just realized six months into the year that I didn't block any time off. Mm -hmm. And that is not the way. Like if you yeah. if you value time, which most people do, then it has to actually be considered in the project planning, in yeah, business my, planning. My time off was at a theatre conference, talking at a theatre conference, or um, or taking twenty kids to London on a West End trip and chaperoning. That was my, and that's not a holiday. That's no, that's right. But I'm glad you've identified that, and I think that's really that's really key. Um, so what's next for you? What's happening? What's coming up? Yes, so we're, we're deep into one of our um, productions of The Music Man. 
So we have three weeks of shows um, at the beautiful New Geelong Arts Centre in March. Uh, we're about to take a group of 20 kids and 11 um, adults over to London. Uh, for a, uh, they spend a week in a West End camp and get to go on board. I'm uh, sorry, West End and perform at His Majesty's Theatre. Um, so we get to do a bit of that. Lots of shows, lots of kid programs, um, and then of course um, the agency is taking some big steps at the moment to really solidify itself, um, not just within the Geelong market but in Victoria. So we're we're sort of pretty heavy into into that at the moment in terms of where my concentration is. Yeah, that's so fantastic. I love that. That's amazing, and that you're going to, you know, going to the UK. That's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, and, and to perform on His Majesty's is just going to be mind blowing for those students. Um, you know, and they so they spend a week with um it's called the West End Stage School. So it's a partnership we made up there, and they do lots of little master classes. Um, and then we go visit some key, you know, touristy things in, in the UK. Yeah, and um, make it make it a whole experience for the yeah. students. You know, that's that's fantastic. I love that so much. Uh, so, how can people find you? So, they can find us on our website, which is centerstage.org.au, um, or our Instagram or our social handles are just for, um, at centerstageaus, um, and they can find us through all those. Yeah, amazing. We'll make sure we pop a link in the show notes for everyone that is listening or watching today. Thank you so much, David, for coming on Studio Beers and all that jazz. I'm so excited, and I can't wait to continue seeing your growth. And, yeah, just really be your, your cheerleader along the way. Yeah. I think what you've done is pretty phenomenal. So congratulations. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Take care. Thanks. This episode was brought to you by my signature group coaching program, Studio Biz Success, an amazing and accessible online educational platform for performing arts studio owners designed to help you grow your business with confidence and get your results. Check it out at josephinelancuba.com along with other great industry resources to help you leap into the studio biz you deserve. If you love this episode, be sure to share it with your friends. You can tag me on social media at josephinelancuba and give it a review. Your support helps the show to grow so I can continue to provide you with useful, informative content. I'm Josephine Lancuba, your biggest cheerleader. Thanks for listening and shine bright.